to another episode of the Krypton Report. I am your host, Tyler, and with me is Jania, and we welcome our dog, Elle. Hey, Elle. Her name is actually Ellie. Yes, I know what you're thinking. I call her Elle because I'm a nerd, and I consider her my little crypto, but Jania named her. So, yep. if you hear some barking, some shuffling in the background, that's Elle because, well, she's stuck with us today. But a little bit of misarrangement. We're going to get into an episode here called Livewire. Directed by Kevin, I can't pronounce your name correctly, and I apologize, Tancherino. Tanger, you know what? I'm just going to call you Kev, okay? And I'll tell you what, Jenny, about this episode that made me excited was the fact that this episode was directed by the guy who made the short film Mortal Kombat uh, Rebirth. Do you remember watching I showed you? It was just a bunch of him and his friends over a weekend shot the Mortal Kombat Rebirth, which led to the Mortal Kombat Legacy series that we were watching. Oh, yeah, that was so good. He directed some of that, too. So much better than the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made her sit through watching Mortal Kombat Annihilation because I had to prove to her how bad it is. Yeah, it was pretty rough. It was, she had, the, her first thought was, is that the same Johnny K- No. Nope. Is that the same Sonya? No. Nope. Is that Ray? No. Mm-mm. Just Liu Kang and Katana. So, moving on. Yeah. He also directed some S.H.I.E.L.D. and Flash, which is awesome. So, congrats to that. Now, this character, I had been predicting all throughout the summer when we were working on the cast. Before it was even announced, I said, you know who'd be awesome to see? Livewire. And guess what? I was right. Super exciting. And I'm happy. I mean, it's a little bit different. And before we get into the episode, we're just going to drive in. Drive. I can't even talk. Dive into it. Now, Livewire was created by the great and amazing Bruce Timm. In 1997, Superman the Animated Series created Livewire. Much like Harley, she was a character that was created for the cartoon series and the Bruce Timm universe that eventually wound up into the comic books. She had first appeared in Action Comics number 835 in March of 2006. So... Well, funny is her power set was always kind of confused for there for a while because in 97, when she was created for the TV, is when the comics made the biggest mistake of all time. What was that, Tyler? They made Superman pure energy. And he was blue. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was oh. so bad. And I say this to my Kryptonian friends out there. It's so bad that if you watch the amazing documentary, Look Up in the Sky, the story of Superman, it's not even mentioned. <laughs> That's bad. And they talk about Super Pup. Don't they talk about the Superman musical as well? <laughs> A really bad one from the 70s. <laughs> yes, I watched that with Tyler. <laughs> so that is a quick history of the character. Mm-hmm. So, let's, cool. so let's just jump into the episode. Um, you know what? I liked it. I liked this episode a lot. 
it was cool because it, it showed Supergirl fighting once again someone else who wasn't Kryptonian. Yeah, like they took a step back from that, the Fort Ross even. Yeah. Like it was something outside of that. Which was awesome. Now it was interesting they made Leslie blonde, um, because Leslie Willis's character is usually depicted like in the cartoon, I guess you know, black hair. So but they made her blonde and then they gave her that white hair, which was interesting. They made yeah. her uh so that was that was good. And, like, her and Kat, back and forth, did you get a vibe that maybe she was Kat's illegitimate daughter? I did! See, the whole time I was watching that episode, I kept thinking to myself, this has got to be her daughter. I'm th- I really think. So, in the future, maybe. Maybe we'll find out. For sure. You know, I was just like, hmm, they never played up, but just some of the, the wordplay on it. And just how defensive Kat was, you know, for her. I feel like, in a lot of ways, she was trying to protect her. Exactly. She kept saying, I did this for you and all this. Um, you know, it was really interesting. You know, she showed a lot of attention to her. And one thing I liked about this episode was like cats took up for Supergirl when uh, I'm like, hmm, you know, she, I, I don't know if I like Cat or not. Like her character is so interesting. What do you think? I thought... Okay, the first episode, the pilot, I hated her. I thought she was awful. I was like, this is going to be a very, like, boring character. She's not, she's just going to be a douchebag the entire time. So, now, where we have gotten with her and everything and her development, her story development, her character development, I'm really interested in her. I think that she has a lot of depth and she is vital to the Supergirl storyline and vital to who Supergirl is. Um, I believe that a lot of the reason why Supergirl is the way that she is and why Kara is the way that she is is because of the influence that Kat has in her life. You know, I can look back, for instance, in school and say that there were teachers that were super hard on me, but they molded me into the person that I am today. They helped mold me into the person I am today. So I think that um, Kat is a lot like that. You don't, you don't really love her, you know, but you can't help but like her a little bit, even though she's, she's not always the nicest person. But she's there to help Supergirl. And without her, society wouldn't see Supergirl the way that they see her. Kat really has put out there, um, you know, the name for Supergirl. She put out the name. She put out, you know, uh, basically how everybody should be looking up to Supergirl. So, I mean, I think that she is a very interesting character. I can't wait to see where they go with her. Um, and I think that there's a lot of tragedy behind the anger that she has, and we might get more of that, um, story in the future. I think, you know, with Kat, one thing is we haven't really seen the real Kat Grant yet. Right. She, she, she's so layered and protective of herself. I tell you what I did like about this episode is we got to see Dean Kane back on the screen. Love Dean Kane. Mm-hmm. Dean Kane, of course... I always said I grew up like in a nice pocket for Superman. And I say that because when I was born, I won't tell you the year. You can figure it out. I we, will. <laughs> we already had the four Reeves movies. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, you know, so I always had those to fall back on and watch as a kid. And then as a kid, boom, all of a sudden I had the Superboy TV show, then Lois and Clark. Yeah. And then 
Um, we got the Bruce Tim Justice League cartoons, and then Smallville. Mm -hmm. And this is what's crazy. I started watching Smallville while I was in high school, and Smallville ended the year we married. Really? Yes, we were married for two months when Smallville ended. Wow. So Smallville was with me through high school, out of high school, college, everything. So, and then of course, then there was Superman Returns. And now you and I get married. We got Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman coming. So I think I grew up in a nice pocket of like I was a kid when there was a lot of Superman things going on. Right. So for a while, Dean Cain like was my Superman because right. I tune in and watch the show every Sunday night. So it was really exciting to see him back, just paying that homage, and of course having his wife be Supergirl <laughs> from yeah. the movies is just awesome, awesome, awesome. But man, that scene where they're talking about and Hank Henshaw shows up to recruit him for the DEO. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Holy crap. It's crazy. I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, this is getting thick. Henshaw is kind of blackmailing him so that he could get Kara. Mm hmm. And I'm like, that's not cool. It's true. It makes you not like Henshaw. You know, it makes you think that he's like a terrible person I don't know. and you can't trust him now and you know seeing I don't know what to think of Henshaw right now yeah I mean I know in the comics he's supposed to be cyber Superman but let's just say he's a little bit different looking than Superman he is yes I agree but I don't know we'll see we'll see what happens no I know that there was a real did you get like I got a lot of vibe from this episode of like parents like we had the Dansver girls seeing their mom you know and then like I said there's that little f look of if um what do you call it if Cat, you know and Livewire are there they had that connection the yeah. mother-daughter connection and you know you mom. just and then you're talking about the parents and then there's another parent that gets mentioned and we'll bring that up in a minute but I think it's interesting that Kara still refers to Mrs. Danvers as Eliza, and how hard she was on Alex. Yeah. Like, she was... Really, really tough on Alex. Oh, my goodness. And I think it's unfair when a parent blames one sibling for what another sibling does. As if you can completely control that person. Right. I mean, I have a younger brother, and I can't control him. I look out for him, and always have. But he's his own person. I have an older sister. I wish I could control her, but then, nope. No That's luck with that. That's a whole other story. <laughs> Personal life, guys. <laughs> we'll get back. I do think it's very funny that in the female superhero, supervillain trope, that it always seems like as soon as they get their powers, the first people they meet is like some dude in an alley who's a perf. Yeah. It happened in Supergirl the movie. Yeah. It happened to Lava. And I mean, they got what they deserved. But I'm like, really? It's like... Every dude in an alley, like some perf. I mean, yeah. is that where just perf dudes <laughs> hang out in the back alleys? By the way, one thing that I think I I had a problem with the character of Livewire and her fighting with Supergirl is I felt like she was way too developed in her powers. Like she just like fell into those powers and she was automatically like fantastic at it, you know. And Supergirl, this entire time we've been watching her struggle, you know, trying to figure out her powers and trying to figure out. You know, what goes where? How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you make sure you do, don't do it and too much? And, you know, and Livewire is just like, yep, I'm BA from day one, you know? Yeah. I don't think that's believable as much for me. 
And were you waiting for Jamie Foxx just to come on with a voice and be like, I'm Electro. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. No. When she went into the outlet, I just thought of the scene in Spider-Man where he's like, I'm Electro. <laughs> I was like, oh, who would win, though? Livewire Electro. I, I can't go there. You know, I'm a DC know. girl. I won't do it with Livewire. But it was a good episode, I thought. The fighting between Kara and Electro, Electro, Electro <laughs> Livewire was quick. But I wonder, could she kill Kara? Because she makes the statement about her heart. But I wonder, like, being Kryptonian, even if her heart stopped, I guess she could stay alive for a while. Kind of like, can Superman drown? You know? Like, right. Hmm. Yeah. Things to think about and ponder. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I really did like the scene between the mother-daughter with Alex and her mom. But that song in the background was horrible. Oh, remind me. It's, it felt like it was like trying to be a whole other scene. Like, Oh, yeah. It was like super romantic sounding. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I felt like that was so inappropriate. Just for that. See, I mean, the words might have been appropriate, but the sound was just like, oh, no, not at all. For real. I was like, but you, a lot of times in those scenes, you don't get the time to hear the words. So the words are irrelevant. You know, it's the feeling that the music gives you. It's the tone, you know, and it definitely did not have the right tone. It had the tone of some sexy time. It didn't have tone of this is family time and mother and daughter love. Exactly. So it was awkward. Um, I did feel sorry for a win, though, at Thanksgiving, because every time he tried to say something about Kara, like, boom, Jimmy Olsen cock-blocked you with a telephone call. While Jimmy's out with Le- Lucy. And I'm like, come on, man. Poor win. We've no. all been a win in our lives. He's like the Duff. Yeah. Gosh. But speaking of win, I was talking about the family. He, he references his father. Now, his name is Winslow Shot. Jania, do you know who Winslow Shot is? Uh, I do not, Tyler. It's Toy Man. Oh, okay. So what everyone think was they made a Winslow Shot Kara's friend. Everyone thought he was Toy Man, but they've cast someone to be his father because he mentions him in prison who will be the actual Toy Man. Interesting. And I'm like, huh. Well, maybe there's a Toy Man Jr. I mean, when, when was put faster in the friend zone than the phantom zone? Aw, yeah. No, I did get this thing. The cat says talking about celebrities hanging outside Club Apocalypse. I wonder about that because I don't think that using the term apocalypse is just a throwaway line. Okay. Maybe down the line we'll see some granny goodness. Ooh, gosh. Uh, who knows? Uh, that character always freaks me out, by the way, guys. Is she? <laughs> the manly woman, old woman. I don't know. It just creeps me out. Horror movies like that, creepy. Oh my god! I don't know why, but just when she was introduced in Smallville, I had chills. Like I was freaked out. Old Granny goodness. <laughs> Maybe you should play Granny goodness. <laughs> no, okay. The creepiest thing ever is because they had Ed Asner do the voice in the animated series. Oh it's, yeah, I remember it's, that. It's a woman voiced yeah. by Ed Asner. Creepy. And if, for those listeners who aren't sure who Ed Asner is, he voiced Carl and Up and Hudson and Gargoyles. Just a quickie there, but I like this episode. I liked her get, finding another comic book villain that's a bigger name villain mm-hmm. 
And I like that they're not sticking just to her aunt or the Fort Ross. We're able to branch out and she's able to do other super girlian things. I agree completely. It was nice to have something different. So it was uh it was awesome. Now I did run a poll online and you can always join in. We run polls frequently at Krypton Report on our Twitter. So if you ever get a chance and you're online, hit us up and run the poll. What I asked was, should there be more Superman on Supergirl? And the overwhelming result was no. And I'm glad, because I don't want to see Superman on Supergirl. No, not at all. Now, I did ask, should should Supergirl cross over with Flash? There was a whelming 80% said yes. Wow. And if, I, if the Supergirl was the crossover with any show, you know, I think Flash is the way to go. Definitely. Um, it's definitely a show, I think, with the multiverse this season. And just everything that's going on with it. I think it has a better tone. Well, I I think I agree with that. But on another level, on a character's perspective, I definitely see Barry and Kara getting along so well. Like, I see them meshing well. I see them working well together. They have similar personalities, I feel like. Um, so I think that would be a lot of fun. And Cisco might have another crush. Cisco needs to have another crush. But... <laughs> And the other thing, here's something that I was talking to our good friend Phil about. You know Phil, who's on like every Southgate media podcast. Right. <laughs> um, they haven't stated if they can or legally cross the two sh- shows ever over. They haven't said if they're in the same universe. But what I was telling Phil is I'm paying attention to the storylines and the characters because the shows are doing so well of not double using any character yeah. that it's possible they can exist in the same universe. Yeah. That you haven't pulled it together yet. Maybe Supergirl happens later than where we are with Flash and Arrow. Who knows? But the idea is they're not using the same characters so they could exist in the same time. Which would be really awesome. So, but what are your thoughts dear listener? Give us a shout out at Krypton Report on Twitter. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>